Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining us today is Michael Somlinski. He is the CEO at Livestreams. Welcome, Michael. I'm sorry I screwed up your name again. <laughs> That's all right. It's, it's a Polish name, but I'm not Polish. It's Smolenski, um, originally from New Zealand. Oh, I can hear your accent. You do sound a little, a little New Zealand-like. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit British in New Zealand, actually. I lived a long time in England. Oh, that's, we'll have to get back to that. Um, so you're the CEO at Lightstream. Can you give our audience a little snapshot about uh, what Lightstreams is and what you do there? Yeah, okay. So um, Lightstreams is a blockchain um, company. Uh, so Lightstreams is about creating technology that will enable real-world usage and widespread adoption of uh, decentralized applications. Um, so we've built some uh, unique technology um, around this. So our blockchain is a specialized blockchain for content distribution. Um, and what we do there is authorize content distribution. So you can think of um, content as things like music, video, um, art, images, and also uh, intellectual property and personal identity information. So all that content uh, can be used by these decentralized applications, which are new kind of applications. So think beyond the internet, uh, the web applications we have today or mobile phone app. So these are new decentralized applications that can be built on our specialized blockchain um, with an authorization feature. So only those that you've given permission can access this um, content. And you know, tell us a little bit about your story. You know, how did you come to, to be the CEO here and what really brought you into the space? Yeah, okay. So actually my background is electrical engineer. And uh, when I left New Zealand, I went to England um, straight after I graduated from university and worked in the financial sector there as a software engineer. Uh, worked at places like Goldman Sachs and London Stock, Stock Exchange through the dot-com era and and, you know, we've seen in the dot-com era a great centralization of, um, of data and information. You know, you see the, the great centers of power like Google and Facebook and Twitter and like. Uh, so I've kind of gone through that in my career. And then in about 2014, I left that secure bubble of working in financial services and stepped out into the startup world um, because I saw Bitcoin had come onto the scene. Um, and also at the time, there was what was called peer-to-peer -peer uh, lending. So lending, um, making loans between individuals uh, and not through a central bank. Um, so I got really excited about the technology and um, the whole decentralization and peer-to-peer -peer, um, behaviors and how that can really change society. Um, and then through my startup journey, I got more involved with blockchain and smart contracts and like and. And then Lightstreams came out of that, out of my own um, development and, and the problems that I saw with this technology that, that I wanted to solve for myself. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to get to get around to it, right, is you're frustrated with, with some of the things that are happening and you think, how would I fix this? Okay, I'm just going to fix it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Actually, the way that it came about was 
um, I entered a, a Citibank competition in 2015 and got to the finals and, and won a couple of awards for it. And this was about um, uh, a real estate application using smart contracts on a blockchain. And it was about, you know, when you pay your rent to your landlord, uh, having that, those rent payments happening directly to the landlord and but being recorded on to a smart contract that can then be used by you know you can give authorization to financial institutions and things like that that information is actually quite powerful um, for those that you know you can share that information with um, but I knew at that time when I was looking at the technology there was a couple of things that just it wasn't really going to fly and it needed to be solved and that was one around scalability so the blockchain it wasn't fast enough and the second more important thing to me is around the privacy, that anything that you put onto the blockchain, and a lot of people don't understand this, they think it's secure, which it is, but anything that you put onto the blockchain is completely public for everyone to see and it's permanent. Um, so that's a, quite a big weakness, um, but there's ways to solve it and, and this is really um, what we built for Lightstream. And you know, as far as, as the space goes in general, um, you know, really what are some of the biggest changes that you have, have witnessed in in really the way that, that people are viewing blockchain technologies and hopefully being more or less receptive to it? You know, what do you think that's going? Yeah, I mean it's been really fascinating and interesting to see the last couple of years how blockchain technology has uh, evolved and also the public's perception of it. In the beginning, around 2015, um, when it really hit mainstream, you know, uh, people were saying blockchain's going to solve all the world's problems, uh, and there became a great hype about it. Uh, and then we had a lot of projects just um, coming along, um, making a lot of promises without there actually being real tech underneath. Now we're seeing um, more real-world projects coming through and more mature technology and those other projects that um, we're just following the hype are kind of falling off now. Uh, so we're going through, the, the, the industry is going through a maturity um, transition. The other thing too is the industry is um, cleaning up as well. Uh, before it was very maverick. Um, a lot of people thought just because we're dealing with cryptocurrency that all the old rules that have been built up for you know hundreds of years, I suppose, around the financial market just goes out the window. Um, you know, I've worked in, in banks and uh, in financial institutions, and you know, it's it's very important, and it gets drilled into us about the importance of regulations around money laundering and and knowing your customer and violation and breaches of these rules are, are very serious. Um, but in the blockchain world, everyone just ignored that. Uh, maybe it's just uh, lack of maturity and being involved in in financial industry. Um, so what we're seeing now actually is is the cleaning up of that, and there's more compliance that projects are putting in place around knowing who their customer is and trying to avoid um, money laundering. Absolutely. And so by working in this space, what are some of you know the biggest lessons that you've learned? Um, well, I've learned a lot actually. Um, one of the lessons I've learned is the well, as a running a project in the crypto space, is the crypto world moves very fast. Um, it's you know I used to work in the startup world, and I thought that world moves fast. But the crypto space, um, one minute people are looking at one thing, and another minute they're looking at another thing. Uh, so it's all about actually just building, you know, looking at the fundamentals and looking at your project and what are you good about, and just focusing on that and keep delivering good tech. 
um, keep delivering things that are valuable to people. And that's the best thing to focus on because the, uh, the blockchain world is um, running from hype to hype at the moment. And uh, you can get a little bit overwhelmed with uh, all the, all what's going on in the blockchain space. And, you know, LifeTrans is not the first company to be doing this. What really is setting you apart from uh, people who are trying to do a similar thing? Yeah, so I guess what sets us apart, first of all, is our team. Uh, we've got a very strong and experienced team. We've got uh, you know, developers from Amazon, developers from Trivago, um, you know, as a CEO, I'm, I'm an engineer and, and got a wealth of software experience and, and uh, strong background in that. And some of the executives that are joining our team are very strong as well. Uh, so we've got a very strong team. The second thing is with our background of working in um, you know, blue chip corporations, we understand the importance of actually providing technology that's going to deliver real-world applications, real-world uh, adoption of this technology. At the moment, there's blockchain projects that you've probably heard of, CryptoKitties and things like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're not really seeing real-world applications coming through. And that is because the technology is still lacking in some areas. Uh, and this is what we're, we're as a project uh, and a company, you know, we're really focused on that. And how do we bring this technology up to the level uh, to be expected to function you know, for real-world commercial applications? Of course, and I think that's the, the biggest challenge, right, is, is bringing it into our everyday real world that people are using it without thinking about it. It's like using their credit card Precisely. as opposed to cash. Precisely. I mean, at the moment, uh, you probably remember, um, you know, before 2000, the Internet was just very clunky and it was slow. You couldn't find anything. And you're, um, you probably remember one of those modems that made that, a hissing noise when you're connected to the internet. Um, and now, you know, you, you got your mobile apps and it's really user-friendly. Blockchain technology is like that. It's pre-2000 at the moment. You have to know, you have to be quite technical to be able to use it. You have to know how to install things. So it's just not very user-friendly. Um, and also the experience is um, not very good. The applications don't have responsiveness that you would expect in a a application. So, for example, if you click a button, you have to wait minutes for it to respond, and you know the average person is just you know not going to um, put up with that when they can use another application that's a lot faster. Uh, so, there's a lot of potential there, but we still need to bring the technology up to be on par with the existing web technology. And for for Lightstreams, can people start using it uh, right now, or is it coming soon? Start using it today. You can start using today. Sorry, Fantastic. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you did as well. But um, uh, you can start using it today, you said. Uh, actually, the Lightstream technology is going to be launched uh, very soon. Uh, so we've developed the technology. We're just actually waiting to um, launch our uh, token to go with it. So our token is called a Photon. So this is the, um, mm -hmm. the cryptocurrency that drives the whole platform. So the technology is there. We've got a test network up and running. Um, you know, you can run the software, um, but actually there's no, it's not running in a production environment because we don't have the real tokens launched yet. So that's going to happen in a few months, we're hoping. And uh, and then the technology will be able to be used by, the, uh, by developers, first of all, to build their applications on top of the platform. And then obviously the public when they can consume those applications. And where do you see Lightstreams being in, in three years or so? Where's the future of Lightstreams headed? Yeah, so we've got some great ideas um, ourselves about what applications we want to build upon this. 
especially around um, the peer-to-peer -peer sharing of um, audio files and video files. So this is where artists can actually publish content directly to their fans rather than going through various intermediaries that take you know huge cuts. Um, we all know that the artists are suffering at the moment with the current model of Spotify and et cetera and YouTube. Um, so we're, we've got some fantastic ideas around that um, and getting fans more engaged as well so that fans can actually curate their own content and potentially earn an income for that. Uh, and also artists um, can uh, find a new way of raising funds um, through their fans as well, which they currently can't do at the moment. That is so cool. And I think that a lot of people who will embrace this type of technology and, and these things would be artists and people who are used to having to find creative ways to really get what they need uh, moving forward. And, and these, these type of technologies really, I think, fit seamlessly within their world already. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, one of the early adopters we think that will, you know, really like this technology and, and adapt to it is um, DJs. DJs um, traditionally produce their own content uh, and then, you know, they're quite technically able as well. And uh, so we see them as actually delivering their content or distributing it directly to their fans as, as a potential first uh, driver for this technology. 100%. So if there's a place for people who want to, you know, follow this journey of light streams to get involved, uh, potentially purchase some tokens, what is the best way to connect? Okay, so the best way to connect is just to go straight to our website, which is lightstreams.network. And we've got quite a good um, customer tool. So you, when you come to our website, straight away you'll see either my face or other faces of our team. A little messenger will pop up and then you can talk to us directly. Uh, and then we can answer your questions. And um, then you can go straight through and register uh, for our pre-sale. Uh, or you can participate in our upcoming crowd sale. That's fantastic. And that's lightstreams.network. Yeah, that's correct. All right. And what are some of your, your final thoughts for our listeners um, that you'd like to share? Um, my final thoughts is, you know, we're looking at a revolution that's just around the corner. Uh, there's been some disillusionment with blockchain technology because it hasn't yet delivered. But I am of a strong opinion that, you know, from what I'm seeing from a technical point of view, that's just around the corner, there's going to be a, a huge change in our everyday lives with this technology uh, where, you know, people will be able to connect better with each other um, and more efficiently and have greater value uh, in return for that. That is fantastic. Well, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us on Future Tech Podcast and, and chat with us about all the different diverse ways that blockchain can be used and then your wonderful solution to to a lot of real problems that we're facing. Oh, thank you very much, um, Juliet, for your time. That is Michael Maliski. He is the CEO okay. of Lightstreams. <laughs> I almost got it right, Michael. Thank you all so much <laughs> for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies, that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.